0: Today we are talking with a special guest about Robert Pattinson in Space, the movie High Life by Claire Denis, not to be confused with Claire's Knee, the Eric Romer film. But before we get into that, I want to thank you all for checking out the podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. I hope you can join us for our next movie due tomorrow, which will be The Night of the Living Dead by George Romero. Please email any thoughts or comments you have on the movie to ProjectorFuel at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and uh, we'll read your comments on the show. All right, so let's get into it. I have a very special guest, Charlie, joining me today. Hey, Adam, why don't you ask Charlie how she's doing? Hey, Charlie, how are you doing today?
1: Solid. Thank you for asking. And how are you?
0: I'm doing well. We're all holed up here, but we're surviving. So you picked this movie. Why?
1: I picked this movie because I am a big fan of Claire Dennis. Not because I've seen her other movies, because I've read a lot of interviews with her. And she's always very smart and very mean, which I respect. She's
0: just cool. So what did you think of the movie? Did you like it or did you...
1: Yeah, big ups to High Life. I love High Life.
0: Excellent. Okay. I was not as warm on it, but uh, we'll get into that now. So what did you like so much about it?
1: I think that movies in our modern age and say the last 10 years are very talky and they really just want to give you all the information and really just just say it. I think show, not tell, don't tell is how you should do it. And High Life does that very well. It just gives me, it, it puts me into an atmosphere. It puts me into a setting I kind of have to figure it out. I have to figure out what is going on with these characters in their hearts and with the meaning of the movie. And I don't know because I'm not particularly bright. However, I don't like being treated like an idiot.
0: Okay, I'm right there with you. I think, uh, I mean, the biggest strength of the movie is how beautifully it's shot, with all the lighting and everything, and the colors.
1: Yes, uh, it does look great.
0: Yeah, especially the opening scene. Which have you seen uh, Solaris?
1: Uh, no, but I know what you're talking about. It's that 1970s uh, Soviet movie, like Star that guy.
0: Right, uh, Tarkovsky.
1: Sure. Um.
0: Anyway, yeah, yeah. The, the, there's like a specific lighting, and I, I think the rest of the movie kind of follows suit in the idea of being heavily influenced by Solaris. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the, that opening shot where it's showing the terrarium, you know, I was like, oh, this is like an old 70s movie, like you said, mm-hmm. figuring it out, what was happening and everything. And there's that p- pretty powerful opening scene where he drops all the bodies out and uh, they just sort of plummet, which was a little disturbing the way they fell. Um, but then that, that kind of like grows in its strength as the movie goes on.
1: Right. One thing I liked about the movie is it wasn't exactly scientifically accurate. You know, there are some things with gravity that don't quite Quite work, but it's uh, you know it's not it's not a nonfiction movie. Although Claire did uh, deny that it was science fiction, it is. It's a it's a poetic work. They take liberties.
0: Yeah, I think that's fine. I kind of like that whole idea.
1: Let's hear what you didn't like about the movie, and I will knock down your reasoning.
0: The most compelling part to me was at least at the end when he's with his daughter and she's like a grown-up. I don't know, the rest of the movie was just so intense and trigger warning as we get into it because there's a lot of sort of violence that happens.
1: Yes, I do think that the movie maybe pushed the violence a little bit. Much, I understand to an extent, I won't try to get into it, but I think that it was maybe a little bit overly emphasized and just a couple of scenes would have gotten the point across. They're prisoners in space and that's what's happening.
0: Right, but actually I think what you said kind of sums up how I feel about the whole movie is there's a few scenes too many and they could have made the point a lot clearer by just having it a lot uh, more concise.
1: Sure, but I think the appeal of the movie is in part that it's atmospheric and you're just living on this spaceship with this guy and his baby and I uh, I don't mind just chilling out during a movie, you know. I love loved the director's cut of *Midsummer*, which was like three hours, because it just kind of felt like living in some documentary of this little cult.
0: This was also a little bit Cronenberg-y, uh, the way that it showed all these like juices from the human body. Mm. And then there's that specific scene. There's a big scene in there, and you, I'm sure, know already what I'm talking about.
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about.
0: Right, which is so different from the rest of the movie.
1: You mean the actress, uh, what's her name, Juliette Binoche?
0: Yeah, yeah. It lingers yeah. on her in that box where what was going on in your head during that scene?
1: I think what I like in that scene is it's very funny because it has a punchline. I like the juxtaposition of this uh, like witchy, scary, Juliet Benoche character, you know, sexing it up in the sexy box and it's very uh, animalistic sort of. She's sitting on that uh, animal pelt uh, doing her thing and then it cuts to uh, that car wash mechanism which is just whirring and cleaning off the sin machine, which I thought That was very funny. And I love, uh, oh, I love, I love comedy. I love a good juxtaposition.
0: It was, I didn't, I wasn't picking up on that whole witchy vibe until like that character specifically says afterward. she mentions something about a witch. That kind of changed the viewing of the movie a little bit, almost Mm -hmm. that it was touching on horror or there was some sort of occult idea happening Mm in the ship.
1: Yeah, I can't speak to that, but I did, uh, I did clock that character as witchy. Maybe it's because I'm a woman and I'm around, uh, you know, I know girls like that, not so elegant and scary but I know wannabes. What I liked about her character is that although her uh, physicality and her appearance were very spooky and sexy and ethereal that the way she talked was kind of like this unfazed school administrator. She reminded me of uh, some women I've worked with.
0: I see that. And I, I really like that line of hers where she's kind of walking down the hallways and everyone's asleep. And she says, uh, you guys are petty thugs. I'm the only one who can be allowed to have done something called a crime.
1: Right. That's a good line. That line was more uh, in line with how her character is. But I did like the uh, The way she talks to them generally is sort of just like a, uh, you know, she's the prison warden. That's her role in this uh, space prison. And I liked that. I don't know what it means, but I liked that that was, uh, you know, she had this way of speaking that sort of contrasted this way that she, uh, this vibe she put out.
0: Okay, so, yeah, what did you think about the scenes that I liked, you know, when uh, Robert Pattinson is finally with this girl?
1: Um, The thing that I liked about his character throughout the movie, first of all, I liked with this movie, I'm a fan of movies that aren't very plot heavy and don't necessarily have the characters go on a clean arc. I don't think his character changed too much. The change was, you know, something that happened before the movie from when he was a murderous youth to now when he's a cool cowboy it was stoic, he was laconic, he didn't talk a lot. There were a lot of things in this movie that could have been very annoying, specifically the monologues, things that he said that were a little, could have been read as a little fake deep. But I think the monologues worked because they were fragmentary. They weren't, you know, a big block of text just coming at me.
0: What's the purpose of uh, only aging Robert Pattinson by dyeing his hair a little bit more gray?
1: Well, in the in the spaceship, they only aged by eight years, right?
0: Well, no, I mean, but but his daughter grew up.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she grew up kind of fast. Yeah, I didn't think of that. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, what do was, you think?
0: Well, I was curious because they show her before they actually get into that part of the story, just for a moment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, is there going to be some like time dilation thing because of the black holes? But I, I don't think that was it either. I think it was just a lot of time passed after their initial mission.
1: Um. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what the how the internal logic of the movie works. I don't know. I guess the reason that they would have her be an adult is because there's this question of the movie of are they going to commit incest? And that only works if she's grown.
0: And I'm glad they didn't. That was a good I'm day. glad
1: they didn't great move <laughs> uh
0: it looked good uh when we were on earth when she shot all those images of like the train moving or just moving through that forest
1: yeah that looked good and I liked the uh i liked all the scenes that were in the um that were in the garden that's that just appealed to me aesthetically I'm a big fan uh, you ever see a picture of some brutalist structure but it's in the middle of some spooky norwegian forest I love stuff like that and it seemed it reminded me of that really tickled something in my brain what seemed I like oh you know what I liked I liked the friendship between that girl without the eyebrows and the black girl. That was something where there were just a few moments that, you know, really demonstrated what type of people they were and how they did care about each other. It wasn't soppy. It wasn't sentimental. I like, uh, I can't, I don't like uh, sentimentality in movies. I know I have feelings. The feelings are there. You don't need to drag the feelings out of me. Just give me a little something. I'm good. This
0: movie is pretty <laughs> highly critically rated. But uh, on the other end of the spectrum, if you look at the IMDb score or the score, on amazon it's very low and i love watching movies that are like that with a big discrepancy because then you know exactly what kind Mm -hmm. of movie it's going to be before we end could you let me know some of your favorite movies just to get a feel for your taste oh
1: my favorite movies i like raising arizona a lot um oh are they all Nicolas cage movies i like raising arizona and I like adaptation and whatever else Nicolas Cage is in. Not to be someone who's like, Nicolas Cage is so underrated, but it's a great actor. He's great. But those are right. two. That, oh, also, um, National like, Treasure. National Treasure is a classic. Uh, I like Death Becomes Her a lot. I like Adam's Family, too, Family Values. I like movies that are. Uh, I like some movies that are pretty campy because I think a movie, I don't like the, this like uncanny valley. Actually, in both cases, I think it should be shallow. You should either just, you know, give me a hint, give me uh, some Casablanca, just, you know, that he's hurting, but you don't need to say it or just do uh, extremely, you know, artificial pantomime.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate you joining me. This has been a it was an interesting movie to watch. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. I am fine with it. And uh, before we go, how how is the quarantine treating you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm usually doing fine. And this is no exception.
0: Excellent. All right, Charlie. Thanks again. And uh, I'll talk to you later.
1: All right. Thanks, Adam.
0: Thank you again to my great friend Charlie for joining me last night. I always love hearing her thoughts on movies. And thank you again for listening. Please join us for tomorrow's episode of The Night of the Living Dead by George A. Romero. We will again have a special guest and filmmaker Trevor Dillon joining us. And uh, we'll get his thoughts on the most iconic horror movies ever made. Please email any thoughts or comments you have on the movie to ProjectorFuel at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Stay safe out there. And I'll talk to you soon. (laughs)